We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Seahawks Man to Man is presented by OfficialK9.com, the official store of Kenneth Walker III. His store combines the power of Web 2 and Web 3 to allow for fans to purchase new merch drops, digital collectibles, and enter exclusive giveaways. Make sure and peep OfficialK9.com to see all the newest merchandise from Kenneth Walker III and use code Seahawks for 10% off at checkout. Again, use code Seahawks on OfficialK9.com for 10% off Kenneth Walker III's official gear at checkout. Check out the podcast description for more details. Welcome to Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. Uh, my name is Michael Sean Dugar. You guys know where to follow me at. Tweet Machine, at M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. I'm still verified. Thank you, Elon Musk. Uh, shout out to all of our uh, YouTube subscribers as well. Seahawks Man to Man is the name of the channel on YouTube. That's man, the number two man. Appreciate you guys on there. Chris, talk to him. What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206 and at C-Kidd206. I don't know if you noticed, Chris, I stopped introducing you while I was introducing me. I felt like that was, I was listening back to one of the shows. I was like, this is repetitive. I shouldn't say I'm here with Chris. And then Chris says who he is. So <laughs> there you go. I let you. It's minute, but I feel yeah, it. Yeah, I had, to, I was like, I was listening back. Anyway, we have a guest on the show. Feels like it's been a while since we've had a guest, uh, actually, uh, because of the schedule. Uh, as the Seahawks prepare to play the Chiefs on the road, we got Chiefs beat writer for the Athletic. The homie Nate Taylor is on the line. Nate. Welcome yes. The, welcome back to the show. I haven't seen you. Thank since you. Nice to have yeah. you. Yeah, uh, I'm doing great, uh, fellas. I wish I was going to Seattle um, this weekend because it it reminds me like didn't they play in 20? It was in December. Yeah, it was like right before Christmas. Um, yep. Yep. So uh, I don't know the NFL schedule. People did it again, um, but you're going to be coming to Kansas City. It's going to be miserable here because uh, oh, it's going to be like. That, man. Maybe single digits, man. It's it's, okay. it's gonna be cold. Um, so I'm seven is what I've heard so far. For say what? Negative seven. Yeah, man. It's it's funny. We asked a couple rookies today in the locker room. I'm like, so this is the coldest game we're gonna play in, right? And the guys are just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gonna wear sleeves? I mean, I guess. <laughs> so. 
nah, man, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Happy to, to chat with y'all. Um, this is like the last, I think, fun game on the Chiefs schedule, by the way. You know, they played the Texans last Sunday, played the Broncos. They already wrapped up the division. They, you know, they're obviously got part of their plans looking toward the postseason. But like, you know, with the way Geno's playing, with the season the Seahawks have had, you know, they're the last team with a um, even record or a plus record um, really in like the last month of the season because uh, they play the Broncos again in the rematch in Arrowhead. And then they finish the season with the Raiders, who I don't think are eliminated from postseason play yet. But, you know, um, a lot would have to go right for them. Yeah, I don't think. Let me check right now. I don't think they are. The Raiders are six and eight, so probably not technically. Nine right, eight, right. Like wins can probably get you in, uh, but it, yeah, it's 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 unlikely. Unlikely, or a lot of things. Like I said, a lot of things are gonna have to happen for for them to to sneak in. I, I am uh, very excited about this matchup. I am not excited to be. I'm excited to be in uh, Kansas City for the first right. time. It sucks that I'm just coming in and out. I'm flying <laughs> in. I think I land Friday night at like midnight. Right. Uh, and then I leave. A stupid schedule. Yeah, I mean, I know why they plan it on Saturday, but it's not great. No, it's it's not. So I don't even get to enjoy the city, the barbecue, mm-hmm. nothing. It's gonna be cold. I heard the airport is a million miles away from it. It, uh, it really is, man. It's like it's it's. I think Denver's slightly farther, but it feels about the same. Denver's another Denver's airport. If we all go in. Denver's airport is on another planet uh, from the city of Denver. It don't make no sense. It makes no sense. Or something. You get you risk one car and you're like, dog, where am I? (laughs) Lindsay, Lindsay Jones, our our former colleague, she's with the rigor. She always, she always tells me, because I I live on the Kansas side here uh, on the border. And she's like, well, Denver's airport is in Western Kansas. And I'm like, fair, (laughs) totally fair. Like, like it might as well be. Uh, when you when you fly in, so it's kind of like that. Uh, we're building a new airport in Kansas City ahead of the NFL draft in April. So, oh word. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, hope you get in. Hope you find something to eat relatively soon, or you're or you eat on you know on the way here. But um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, our city is lovely. The airport, not very good. <laughs> yeah, no, DK already admitted he's one of them dudes who uh, might go shirtless in the warmups. He did. I, I saw that. Yeah, I, I always wonder about the mental health of those those guys. Just, <laughs> what do you got to prove, man? Like, there's no reason to be shirtless in, in te- ne- negative whatever degree of weather out there running around. Put some clothes on, man. It, it says I'm looking. I'm looking at my phone right now, guys. It says it's a high of one. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so we could you know we it could be one degree at some point um Mm. at some points it could be like if things go a certain way it could be double digits you know maybe you get into like the 12 13 range but right now we we trended more towards the negative than the than the than the positive good god yes the the (laughs) it says the low right now will be one Hope it gets to single digits by like the second half of this silly game. Oh man, that that's all right. What's that actually leads us into our making our picks for this game? Because uh, mm. what's the what's the over under on this? I'm taking the under. Whatever yeah, you should is. take. Yeah, I think it's thirty two. No, that can't. Ooh, be let me look that's this a, up. That's an insane under. <laughs> 
So I know I look. So I watched Thursday night game against the Seahawks or Seahawks against the the 49ers. Um, you know, I know that was like somewhat low scoring and it wasn't in the same conditions that will be there Saturday My bad. <laughs> in Kansas City. But like, man, um, I think both teams are going to want to run the ball. I don't know how much you can. Arrowhead is like quietly pretty windy. Um you know, because it's an open air stadium, the way it's sort of built, um, it can get, you know, which is so cool about watching Mahomes because he sort of sh- throws the ball through the wind. But for some quarterbacks, it has affected them in the past. Um, but yeah, I think the under is probably the wise thing. Um, it's gonna be forty nine. I just looked it up. My apologies. I was thinking of forty nine. That's even yeah. asking a lot. I mean, that's asking what twenty nine twenty. I mean. Yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll, go, we'll start with you, Nate. Give us a give us a prediction. Give us a score. Seahawks are favor or the ten point underdogs. That's mm-hmm. the, only the second time in the last decade the Seahawks have been double digit wow. uh, underdogs. Yeah, yeah, so, with Pete Carroll. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. They they were underdogs a couple times by double digits in twenty ten and twenty eleven before he got established. Uh, mm-hmm. But by twenty twelve, they've only had one of the time. So who 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 you got in this game where the Chiefs are heavily favored? And give us a score. Yeah, so. I think I should remind your listeners that, like, you know, the Chiefs have been pretty good. We're going to get into some of their issues. Um, they needed overtime to score 30 against the Texans. So I want to say, like, 23-16, somewhere in there, um, you know, given the given the the favorite, the, uh, the ability to win the game, I guess I'll pick Chiefs 23, Seahawks 16. Um, it kind of is in line with, like, Way the way both teams have played lately. I know the Seahawks have lost four or five. Um, the Chiefs have been like good, but like underwhelming in in some ways of how they've won these games. Uh, they got up huge against Denver two weeks ago and then um, <laughs> let them back into the game. So I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I think you should take the under. But yeah, I think the Chiefs probably win this game just because They've had three straight road games, so this is their first game back at home. It's on a short week. I know the Seahawks are the more desperate team, um, given their situation. I know they'll have longer. They'll have a longer break, obviously playing Thursday last week. Um, but I think, I think the Chiefs are probably the better team right now, even though the Seahawks probably need the game more. If that makes sense. Way more. Oh, they needed one. <laughs> you yeah. want to see some but, playoff odds drop? Go ahead and lose to the Chiefs if you're the Seahawks. I mean, yeah. Now, now the Chiefs are, are trying to get the one seed, obviously, in the AFC. They're trying to chase the the Bills. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game just because it is on like this unusual environment, like you know, m- negative degrees or you know, single digit degrees. And yeah, and the Seahawks like need to win the game uh to keep their playoff hopes alive so for the chiefs it's kind of like a nice little you know playoff preview because it's like hey that team is desperate and their season's on the line and that's what you're gonna see you know in about three weeks when the when the postseason starts all right chris you're up i will take the chiefs as well and i think i think they're gonna put up 30 points you mentioned them Ooh, the chiefs okay home i think their offense is pretty talented they got some mm-hmm. weapons if Patrick Mahomes is going to light it up, why not against the Seahawks? I mean, hell, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco, he could go for a good 100 yards against the Seahawks' run defense. So there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of like, well, this could happen if this doesn't happen, and I'm going on the fact mm. that I think Patrick Mahomes is probably going to throw for 
300 yards. Travis Cousins is going to have a solid day. Seahawks will lose a, another tough game, but they, they went up against the Chiefs, man. This is a, a, a talented football team. And you mentioned being on the road for three weeks. I'm not saying the Seahawks aren't going to be amped up for it. Obviously, they want to win too, but I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs just have more weapons to use versus the Seahawks in that regard. So I got the Chiefs winning, I'll say, 30-21. to 21. Okay. Yes. Yeah, right, right on the line. Chris almost took my, my score there. I was a little nervous. Uh, as Nate noted, <laughs> the Chiefs needed overtime to score 30 against the Texans. They yeah, scored. and the Texans are not good on defense. <laughs> no, they're, re- they're really not. Although they're stingy. Like they have decent like red zone defense, I think, and their third down defense is randomly good. It's very mm. strange. But uh, this is the same Chiefs team that scored 42 on the Niners. Right. Uh, which is just – I need to Bonkers. watch the film of that game. I, need, you, I, I just I didn't get to watch it. I don't know why, but I, I just need to know how someone put a 40 ball on that defense. By, by the by, by the way, Michael Shaw, if you get some time, you really should because I think that's the best game they've played on offense all season. Mm. Um, game starts with Patrick throwing an interception just to like, whoa, like, okay, like that's not good. Uh, the Niners go up 10-0. <sighs> then, they, then they score 40, 40 points. Oh, <laughs> this is like – I mean, Pat went into like nuclear mode when they got down ten nothing, and um, they got a couple interceptions or a couple. Yeah, they got a couple turnovers against Garoppolo, but yeah, they whew, that was that was the highest they had played. I think this season from a talent wise, because then ever since that game, like Forty Niners have been great. Um, right. But yeah, but if they if they have everybody healthy and capable, and obviously it was a lot more sunnier, uh, warmer weather. Yeah, they could they could they could put it on people. So, um, yeah, I I totally, I totally like if if it if it helps Seahawks fans, like the Chiefs did destroy the 49ers and earlier I, this season. That's on my list. I gotta watch them versus the uh, Texans. I watched the Texans game live because that was the CBS game that we got here. Yeah, right? yeah. So mm-hmm. I, watched, I watched that live. I want to watch the film of it. And then yes, my next goal is to watch that because I'm looking at the, just even looking at the scoring drive from the Niners game. Nine plays, seventy three. <laughs> Uh, 10 plays, 90. Looks like there's probably a turnover somewhere because this is a three-play, 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you got a nine-play, 75, a six-play, 80, a five-play, 72. Like, this is – this is that's, that's some sick shit against the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it really was. And, I, and obviously, I was there for that game, but I was just like – at 10 nothing, I was like, man, this is going to be a dog fight now. And then in the fourth quarter, you're like, I mean, the, they have no answers. So – if you're a Seahawks fan, you don't want to be in that position. Um, but I think it'll be a little bit different because, like, you know, guys like McCole Hartman, who were excellent against the 49ers, he's coming back from an abdominal injury. He might play Sunday, but it'd be, like, you know, a limited amount of snaps. And before that game, or sort of after that game, I should say, against the 49ers, they traded for Kadarius Tony, but he's had an hamstring injury for often on this entire season, whether he's with the Giants or with the Chiefs. So he played last week against the Texans, and him playing in back-to-back weeks is kind of newsworthy. Um, but, you know, I'm sure they're trying to, like, manage him for the playoffs. So they are not a fully healthy team on offense like they were against the 49ers. But, yeah, if things go a certain way, Mahomes is obviously capable of of doing uh, of doing some damage. The the uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs 30-23. to 23. Um, I, think, I think both teams will – be able to score some points in the in the cold. I was talking to some guys about just playing in the cold. It sounds mm-hmm. like the main thing, wind is the biggest thing. If there's wind, that yeah. changes things. And then, like, I was talking to the the, the punter and the kicker for the Seahawks, actually. Just, just is, it, is it different? He was like, nah, 
like it hurts on your foot a little bit more, but like it's, mm. it's our job. But you know, if the ball's cold, but really we just don't want wind, you know, especially if yeah. you're the right? <laughs> you know, the, yeah, you know, I really don't want no no wind. I will I will take a close game. If for no other reason, and I was gonna write a story about this, but I'm too lazy. The the <laughs> the coaches that Pete really, really, really respects, he respects them all, but they really bring out the best in him. Some of his best game plans have been against ah. have been against Andy Reid, have yeah. been against Mike Tomlin, been against um either Harbaugh, um, mm-hmm. obviously more of uh, – actually, no, he's played both of them quite a bit. Like, those – he really respects Andy. He respects Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, too. But, like, the guys who are – I won't call them legacy coaches, but just been doing it a little longer as, right. as the coaches. Pete just – he has <laughs> – yeah. uh, he just he just respects the shit out of those guys and just brings out his best. Um, it Win or lose, you know, but there's a reason he's done so well against Belichick, reason he's done well against, you know, Harbaugh and, yeah. and Andy. So – yeah, he's lost to Andy, but he's beat him too. So right, I yeah, can't, can't wait, cannot. Um, let's talk about let's talk about me. Uh, my favorite guy to talk about on the on the Chiefs is Patrick Levon Holmes. Um, <laughs> just I got to get the middle name in there. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so amazing. Usually we ask people on the show, "Is insert quarterback good?" We're not gonna disrespect Levon <laughs> Holmes like that. Uh, cause that's just, that's just not, is it, come on. We're not going to do that. I do want to ask though, how has he remained this good mm. while losing Cheetah? Right. Tyreek Hill, you know, at, at a time when we are seeing guys who lose their stars, like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. uh, struggle, how the hell do you lose that guy and almost even have the best season of, of your career? You know, when you lose to a guy like Tyreek, how the hell is he doing this? Yeah, I mean, the the crazy thing is, like, I don't know if he'll ever – it'll be a different – it was such a different time in 2018. Um, and I think the Seahawks were probably one of the better teams that handled Mahomes. Um, so there'll never be another season like 2018 where you threw 50 touchdown passes just because, like, no one knew what to do against uh, their offense or at least try to, like, minimize it to some degree. But this year, um, the one stat that I think – tells me he's the MVP. And it's a little bit weird, but I'll, like, try to explain it. The dude doesn't take sacks, guys. Like, it's it's bonkers. And I thought, you know, the Chiefs have a pretty good offensive line. I thought they might be one of the best in the league. I don't know if I'd say that. I think Philadelphia and, like, some other teams have, you know, slightly better offensive lines. Um, But he has a good offensive line. Okay, well, you can still get sacked on, like, a – third down it was third and seven like if they know you're passing it man he scrambles he moves around in the pocket obviously he's got that quick release um he can throw from any platform whether he's falling down whether he's you know you know scrambling in the pocket out of the pocket he just doesn't take sacks so he doesn't give the opponent that many like negative plays um and of course he leads the league in yards he leads the league in touchdown passes um, he's this good because he's one of those quarterbacks that actually does what they say. And what he told a lot of the new guys this year, because the only returning receiver he had was McCole Hardman when the season began. Obviously, he has Travis Kelsey. That helps a ton because Kelsey's you know still the best tight end in the league from a receiving standpoint. Is if you're open and you run the route the way you're supposed to be, and based on whatever the coverage is from the other team, like if you run the route right and you open, I'm going to find you. And so he's thrown touchdown passes to Jody Fortson, who's a backup tight end. 
And he's thrown touchdown passes to Jarrett McKinnon, who is not the starting running back. And he's done it with Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, who's just deep guy. Like, <laughs> what, what does he do? Runs deep routes. <laughs> like, like, that is all. That is only thing he does. Hey, we, we signed you because we traded Tyree Kill, and we need you to be very, very fast. All right, cool. All right, so I'm just deep guy. Uh, you know, he's thrown touchdown passes to Kadarius Toney on his, like, second game when he was on the team. Uh, it's been amazing. So it's like, it's really one of those things where it's like, you can give him anybody and he could just be like, Hey, this is the play. If they do this and you open, I'm gonna get you the ball. Uh, it's going to go for a touchdown. Um, if they blitz me, that's great. They still not going to sack me. Like I'm still going to find whoever is open or I'm gonna run around for a little bit to buy time or to get a few yards. Um, it's crazy. Like how good he is. Um, and I know they've lost three games this season. None of them are really his fault. Mm. Um, you know, they lost to the Colts because the whole team was just not <laughs> that was <good>. insane. <laughs> team was just not good. Uh, what I mean by that is like they missed extra points, they missed field goals, they missed they had like uh turnovers on special teams. They lost to the Bills because the Bills were like really, really good. This is still when Von Miller was um was healthy and so was Josh Allen. So like they just got beat by 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 what I believe was a better team. Um and then Cincinnati, like Joe Burrow was awesome. So it was just like, hey, like you got two really good quarterbacks on the field, like you you just might lose. Um so it's it's never been Mahomes' fault this season, uh, which I think is off another indicator of like how just excellent he is. But yeah, um even without Tyreek Hill, he just knows that like Either your guy can't cover Travis Kelsey or because you're putting so much of an emphasis on Kelsey, I'm going to get this dude open and I'm going to not miss him and he's going to win his one-on-one matchup and, you know, we're going to we're gonna beat you that way. So, um, yeah, man, he's, he's playing at a very, very high level and I just didn't know if I would see it go this well without Tyreek Hill. Because whenever they got in danger, it was just like, well, just give it to the fastest guy on the field. Like, it's just it's so easy. <laughs> and I have an amazing arm. So if he's 40 yards downfield, I can just give it to him. You know, I'm not I'm not um, it's not like the quarterback's not capable of that. Uh, so they would they they had an easier path to success. And now they remove that. And they're still one of the better teams in the NFL. It's, it's wild. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, you mentioned no tar no Tyreek, basically no problem. So outside of Travis Kelsey, you mentioned a bunch of guys, but one name you didn't throw out there was Juju Smith-Schuster. How has he fit within this roster? And I look at the Seahawks' defense. Passing-wise, I think they're okay. Tariq mm -hmm. Woolen is really talented. And, of course, the Seahawks don't allow their corners to travel. Tariq's going to be on one side of the field. Yep. So it's going to be really interesting to see how many times they test Tariq deep with you said Nicole's coming back and he might get limited snaps. Right. So, yeah, what about Juju Smith-Schuster? How has he been with this team so far? And could he have a breakout game maybe? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, yeah, I wrote about Juju last week. Um, he's like the guy that I think Patrick trusts the most after Kelsey, right? So it's always going to be, all right, if it's a, an important play, like where's Travis? What is he doing? You know, is he open or not? And then – you know, um, obviously he's not the same player as Tyreek Hill, but I think Juju has earned that trust of like, hey, it's third and six. They are double teaming Kelsey. Like, I know that guy's going to get open. I know he's going to, you know, be an option for me. And Juju's been really um, just really steady, right? Um, he's had the concussion in November against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He missed the game. He's come back. He's sort of, you know, been really consistent all year. He did have the fumble last week against the Houston Texans. But yeah, like he's he's been um a real stabling force for the offense. Um he has a chance to get a thousand yards this season. Wow. Um which is again, yeah, I I would say the same thing, Chris. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> like like that's that's amazing, you know. Um because he's not like the fastest guy, but he is like really big, he's pretty strong, he's willing to go over the middle, which I have like a ton of respect for it. It's like, well, how do you get a concussion? It's like, cause he went over the middle of the field and caught a pass. And that's, that's what happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he, and then he came back and he was like, yeah, this is still what I do. And I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, he's 25 getting ready to be 26, going to be a free agent. So um, he's going to make some money um, if he has a really good postseason run. And if he gets, you know, that, those, you know, that thousand yards, but yeah, I think he's number two. So it's, it's a weird list. It's like they don't, you know, for the Seahawks, it's like, man, I really wish Tyler Lockett was going to play in this game because obviously he played in college at Kansas State. A lot of Chiefs fans um, have followed his career. But, you know, when you look at the Seahawks, it's like, man, there's DK and there's Tyler. For the Chiefs, it's like, all right, Travis, Juju, and then a bunch of dudes who are like, hey, capable of like, hey, I'm wide open. Like, I can, I'm an NFL player. I can score. So it kind of goes, you know, Travis Juju, MVS, deep man. Um, McCole Hartman, who is like gadget, speed, intermediate guy. Uh, Kadarius Tony, who's like incredibly talented, but he's always got a hamstring. So we'll <laughs> we'll see how they use him. But he's like number five. Justin Watson um, is just a really good route runner. And so they've used him at times on like deep shots when they know like he's going to get man-to-man coverage. Um, and then they got these two other tight ends, Noah Gray and Jody Fortson. Uh, I'm not sure Jody Fortson's going to play because he's got an elbow injury. But Noah Gray is, like, 
really emerged as like a number two tight end and uh, totally reliable in his limited touches. So um, Mahomes on any given play, y'all, has really five options. But it's just it just helps when like two of them most times are Travis Kelsey or Juju Smith-Schuster. Damn, that's scary. That sounds so good. My man named six dudes and was like, yeah, they're all weapons, so have fun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, like, I, I mentioned one running back. It's like Andy <laughs> Reid. Andy Reid loves to run screens, and Jarek McKinnon is really good at them, you know? Isaiah Pacheco is starting to, like, put it together, you know, in terms of, like, being a catching back just as much as a running back. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. Sometimes, sometimes it's hilarious when, like, the Chiefs beat you with like their B team, like the mm. junior, like the junior varsity. Well, it's like, well, Travis Kelsey only had 45 yards, and it's like, yeah, and all these other dudes scored touchdowns because <laughs> Andy Reid is is really good at this. He's <laughs> a bad man. He's yeah. A bad Before you ask the question, Mike, I'm curious from your standpoint, because you've probably seen all the plays that they would want to run, plays that have been successful, not successful. The Niners ran a really cool play, and it was I don't know if you saw the highlight of Travis or not Travis Kelsey. Look at me. I already thinking of Travis. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, of George Kittle just being wide yes. open. And what yeah. the Niners did successfully was they threw a fake screen to the left. So everyone's like, oh, it's a screen. Then they faked the swing pass, which, God, the Paraline Panthers ran over and over again. The Seahawks mm. couldn't stop it. And then they found George Kittle wide open in the middle. So wide my question to you is what could what trick play – do you think the Chiefs would have up their sleeve against this Seahawks defense that's struggling to stop the run? Swing passes, screen passes seem to be an issue. What could the Chiefs draw up that you're like, you know what, I haven't seen this in a few weeks that they might throw it out there in this matchup? Yeah, this is this does make me think about McCall Hardman because he's really good at running the jet sweeps because he's got 4-3 speed. <laughs> and and I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, Mike, when you watch, when you watch this 49ers game, that's how they, they were like, Hey, Nick Bosa, this is great. You're, you're awesome. Um, go, go chase that four, three guy running a jet sweep. And that's how the Chiefs scored a lot of their touchdowns. So if McCole is healthy and he's playing, um, they can run some jet sweep stuff. Cause like you said, you could pass out of that where you fake the handoff to McCole and then you let him run and then he's, still open um if he doesn't get the ball or it makes everybody like you said move a certain direction and it's like why is why is travis kelsey running down the field on the other side of the field why is he doing that why um so it's like i can see some of those leak concepts or you know some of them post corner routes but yeah um everything you just said makes me think yeah they, they like to run those jet sweeps with like their fastest guy um oh, not named you know mark west valdez Scantlin. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm getting more and more scared as we, as we go. Now, for real, man, because the Chiefs, I will say this, but I, I can't prove this, but I feel very confident about it. That one of the one of the gripes, not actually, no, he has said this before. He said it on record that mm. Russ wanted to Russ wanted to be like the Chiefs. He mm. actually, I think he said that uh, the, the year they won the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl. Now I think about it. Uh, but oh, I, okay. I, yeah. I do know that he said it in reference to how many points they score, which does right. But <laughs> he wanted the creativity. Um, mm. and he just wanted to do some of that fancy shit. He wanted to, he just wanted to cook. He wanted to get busy, you know, mm-hmm. just throwing little shovel passes to the tight end or just, just everything. Like, he, he wanted that. Like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of quarterbacks look at 
the with the Chiefs offense and not just to just they just want to just not just score a lot of points, but just just have that be able to just get busy. Yeah. You know, even even Gino today, when he got asked about Patrick Mahomes, the first thing he said was, I really like the freedom that he has. That was the word. I underlined yes. it. But I like that's an interesting word to use as a quarterback, right? Like you want to just be able to like, now I want to do some cool shit today. Yeah. You know, you know that's just that's that's scary because you don't know what, man. Look, y'all, there was a pass. I'm a, I don't have time to put it in the show, but it's against the Texans. Mahomes is all the way to the goddamn right of the field. I know he, what you're talking about now. He's yeah. Dead in the water. Dead in the water. Turns and fires a ball across his face in the what is a loosely triple coverage to, to Travis Kelsey, who gets rocked by I think a safety. And yeah. Hold on and holds on to the holds ball. Holds on to the ball. It's like third down. Yes. Yeah, it's it stupid. Like, it's third down. I was like, yo, know, I, I texted my homie DJ who covers the Texans. I was like, dog, what was that? <laughs> and that was like two plays after Mahomes rolled right and threw like a 50-yard bomb to whoever 84 is and he dropped it. it just, uh, just that's Justin Watson. Yes. Yeah. They're they're on the goal, they're on their own goal line. And they're like, you know what, man, play action, go deep. And it's like, no team does this. 50-yard rope out the out the end zone on the move. Yes. Oh, so good. On, and he man. dropped it. Oh. Yeah, that was that was I was like, he dropped that. I was like, ooh. That was pissed. <laughs> I can that, that was one of them pro day throws. That yeah. they these, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throws, these guys scripted. That was a pro day throw. He threw 50 yards on the oh man. Come on. What what else? Yeah. What we got, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm, did you want to go to Travis here real quick since we're talking about those weapons? Yeah, let's, let's talk about let's talk about Travis Kelsey. Um, who I did talk to you guys about this off the off the record, man. I love Travis. He just has a he just has an, an aura that I like. Mm-hmm. He, he wears turtlenecks with his suits. I'm big <laughs> on that. Uh, I got I got I got ridiculed a little bit for doing that at the at an award ceremony over the summer. I let people know that's, that's there's some sauce with that. Travis yeah. like he gets his hair cut in the same place I would. Um, <laughs> just, me and Travis seem like we got a lot of similar interests. Yes, Link. Um, you know, I love let that dude, man. Where where are you at on where Travis ranks on the best tight ends? Ever. I love this debate, by the way. It's I love it, debate. too. I love it, too. I don't think there's a wrong answer. You know, I'm going to give a quick uh, shout out to my guy, Joshua Briscoe, who does, you know, our podcast for the Athletic Times Ours. Uh, and he's like, you know, it's OK if you like Gronkowski style because he can do a little bit of both. Right. He can block and he can obviously be, a um, you know, a, a gigantic weapon in the passing game. You know, I grew up, you know, watching Shannon Sharp. Uh, which is hilarious now because obviously he's doing what we do <laughs> and, and it's like some of these young people don't know like no Shannon Sharp was cold guys like he was he was awesome um Chiefs fans obviously feel a certain way about this because they've had Tony Gonzalez and Travis Kelsey um Travis Kelsey he is really really good um, Just go ahead and say it, Nate. you want to say he's the best chief tight end in history he, I can he kind of is like ah, there we go kind of is like it that's wild because I've interviewed both right I've interviewed Tony Gonzalez love him to death he's uh he's been he's been awesome um but like I also know that like Tony's point is like hey I had Trent Green Trent Green was like Pro Bowl quarterback I have Patrick Mahomes and it's like <laughs> true at the same time Travis Kelsey's put up a thousand yards with Alex Smith. So, like, you know, like he he's done it seven straight years, guys. Like, when you think about running over the middle of the field, knowing you're gonna get hit, or knowing that like I got a linebacker here and I got a safety over there, 
And like, I got to track the ball, know where the first down marker is, know how to protect my body and like get to the next play. He's done that for seven straight years, getting a thousand yards. It's nuts. I know it's a passing league. I know all the rules are kind of in the offense's favor, but dudes want to hit Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field and they never get to. Like, that's how, like, kind of smooth and slick he is with these routes. Um, he's excellent in the red zone. He catches a lot of touchdowns, obviously. Um, and, look, there's a there's a play Mahomes made in the overtime game against the Tennessee Titans this year where he just basically was just like, well, Travis is over there, so I'm going to just throw it over there. <laughs> and Travis was like, he wasn't supposed to throw me the ball. But I caught it and was like, Dude, there's like four dudes around me. Um, you know, that that's how good he is. So he's what number four now on all time receiving yards for a tight end. Um, I know Jason Witten thinks he's the best. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, man. That hard, Chris. <laughs> Greg, I mean Greg Olson thinks he's the best. Uh Whoa, you, you, see, hey. you see my you see the pattern I'm telling you guys. Uh <laughs> white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you what they said, Chris. <laughs> Come with your own opinions. Um, I'm just trying to inform you of what some people have said. George Kittle thinks he's amazing, you know. Um, but yeah, no, Travis is Travis is uh he's pretty great. I I think he's like two to three on my mm. list. <sighs> but if he gets another Super Bowl. Yeah, that's now we now we like if he has another like you know postseason run where like they get to the Super Bowl, let's say they win it. Now we get now now we now now you got an even stronger argument against Gronkowski because I mean, dude, <laughs> like I don't know how to this day I don't know how you cover Gronk. I mean, I don't think anybody really done it did it well, um, but you know it's a it's a it's a fun discussion. Nate, you brought up something that reminds me of how old we're getting. I um, know, right? I was just talking to somebody in the locker room about how, the, like, Ken Walker, Seahawks started running back. He's 21, yes. right? Uh-huh. So some of these guys who are on TV, they own, like, they're just the guys who are on TV. Like, some right. of guys, their it's names wild. Really ring off. Like, like, I don't know how many players right now watch whatever network Chris Collinsworth uh, is working for right now currently and know that Chris was a receiver. You like know? a good receiver, like right. I, I was in this, I was playing in the Super Bowl receiver. Like, yeah, it's crazy, man. We're getting to it's that crazy. point with people like Shannon. Yeah, you know, I remember when DK mm-hmm. got into it with Shannon on Twitter. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. It was last year uh, when he got kicked out the Packers game. I think he called <laughs> Shannon like a scrub or something like that, right? And then, I oh, don't... he fumbled. He fumbled, Mike. That's what it was. Oh, Shannon was, was. Yeah, he was telling him, "We got to take care of the ball, bro." Like, I know you want to be physical, right? DK, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, but yeah, that, thank you. That's what it was, and. And it's just like I think he calls Shannon a scrub or something like that, just washed up or something, something wow. to that effect of like, how dare you? And it's, it's just in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, and it's like DK was like twenty four, twenty three at the time. I know his dad played in the league, but it's like some of these guys' names don't ring off That's like crazy. that to some of these younger dudes. I mean, DK is only five years younger than, than me and Chris, but like that is kind of show we're going to get yeah. to that point where. Uh, somebody's gonna it's gonna be Shannon or even like Shady McCoy now has a hot take machine going. Like, that Chris got his ass, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're gonna see Shady McCoy, he's gonna get he's gonna five years from now, he's gonna get who's talking about man, who is this guy, right? Calling me trash, and it's like, dude, that's 
that's probably a Hall of Fame running back. That's a Hall of Fame. That's just, you know, they, they don't give mics to just dudes, man. <laughs> like, yeah, but that kinda, the disconnect is just kind of fascinating yeah. to see. And, like, I remember how old I was when I realized that Ahmad Rashad, like, played in the NFL. Because mm-hmm. that for me, I didn't, I grew up thinking he was the guy who does the interviews and stuff. You that's, know? That is a perfect example. Because, like, I remember my dad telling me that, and I was like, you are lying. <laughs> <laughs> What like what? And it's like no, he was like a he was like a really good player on the like Vikings back in the day. And you're like, what? So yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need you need older folk, family members, whatever, to just like steer you in the right direction. But I that's a great point because I was just like, Amar Rashad did not play in the NFL. Then you got this thing called Google, and Google's <laughs> like, look at these stats. Boy, was yeah, nasty. That, that was awesome. right. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth was like that for me. He had mentioned some trick he used to do as a receiver, and I heard it on the broadcast. I said, he he used to do as a what now? What? <laughs> Hold up. Now, man, let, me, let me Google Chris Collinsworth for a second. Yeah. Oh, he was cold. <laughs> Don't say. Yeah. Huh. Deceptive Crazy, speed. Man. How about that? Yeah, sticking, with, sticking with Travis Kelsey, we do a little over-under here. So mm-hmm. as you can see on the screen, 80 and a half receiving yards. Are you going to take the over or the under? I'm going to say I'm gonna say slightly over. Um, now they've been managing Kelsey for a couple weeks now, which means he's probably about to terrorize the Seahawks. Unfortunately, <laughs> guys. Like, the, by the way, this this is what I'm saying. Like, the Chiefs are so good that they got Travis's his 10,000 yard record against the Broncos, and they were like, "Yeah, don't run another route in the second half." Nope, you're good. You're totally fine. Like, no, none of these special routes. You know. These double moves, these posts, these like you know seam balls or whatever. Like, no, you ain't got to run any of those. We'll still, we'll still score a touchdown. Um, and then last week, you know, like you were saying, uh, Michael Sean, like he he had some highlights, but like nothing where it was just like, oh, that's a vintage Travis Kelsey play or whatever. So if he has one of those against the Seahawks, he's probably probably getting over eighty yards. Yeah, I would. I would if I was a gambling man and this was the line, I would definitely. Put a hundred dollars saying he goes over. I don't care what the. I would do it. He the Seahawks. I think are just gonna have a tough day covering this guy. He is. Yeah. And you said he he's been resting a few weeks. You know, taking it easy. Mm-hmm. They come home. Oh man, he might yep. put up. He might put up T.J. Hawkins number 200, 200 plus yards. Man, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we don't we don't I mean, need don't, that. Oh god, that. But my yeah, goodness. we don't we don't we don't need that. Yeah, but no, he's been he's been very good. Uh, this season. So, yeah, he had a – by the way, what the Seahawks don't want is what he did to the Chargers. I'm looking this up now. Um, Ten targets, six receptions, 115 yards, three touchdowns. Jesus Christ. That's what he did to the to the Chargers. That's what you don't want. So, well, he's been – you know, he had – well, I guess he had ten receptions for 105 yards, but a lot of those were, like, shorter passes um, that Mahomes was just taking. But, yeah, like – what you don't want is what he did to the Chargers, and that's I, been a that's been a month ago. I know Ryan Neal is going to be ready for the challenge. Ryan Neal doesn't back down to nobody. There was a clip that Mike and I that Mike broke down when we did our film review last week and a few days ago actually. And George Kittle cooked him off the line, got him with mm-hmm. the, got him with the outside, got back inside. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, where are you going with this? Ran a corner route, and Ryan Neal didn't give up. So if there's one player that I know for a fact is going to just give it his all, no matter who's out there, it'll be. Ryan Neal, and I think that'll be a fun matchup to watch when he's in the game and they do have Travis Kelsey going one-on-one against him, which I'm sure we'll see a lot of. So that'll be something to definitely pay attention to coming up. But let, you want to get to the defensive side, Mike? Either that or I want to talk turnovers, one of the two. 
We can go. Oh, go, ahead, take, go ahead and take the turnovers real quick, then, man. Because this is the only good, not only, it's one of the good news for the Seahawks. Yes, the Chiefs, this is. For some mm-hmm. reason, like, I was fishing for, like, what are the Chiefs bad at? Like, what can, how can I sell some hope here on Christmas Eve? Um, I'll like, oh. tell <laughs> The, the, the Chiefs are 30th in turnover rate. Uh, yeah, they're bad. Turnover margin, excuse me. Not right, really right. Yeah, turnover margin, uh, yeah. Minus six, which is that, that's really bad for a team so that bad. scores like 29 points a game or whatever whatever it is. They're 14th in turnover EPA, which is another another number I like because not all turnovers are created equal. If you throw yep. a Hail Mary at the end of the first half in the end zone, right, that's a turnover, but that's not nearly as, inco- as consequential as whatever the Patriots did against the Raiders on the final play, right? Like not all turn, like the EPA right, on the yes, yes. is Let's, far greater than a random yes. Hail Mary interception. You know what I mean? So I like the EPA number mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more. Cause that shows how just how bad you're fucking up pretty much. Um, so Nate, as you look at all these turnovers that they've had, is there some type of theme that teams have done to force these that maybe could give the Seahawks a little bit of hope uh, this Saturday? The one consistent thing is they have fumbled the ball way too much this season. Um, so Mahomes uh, is capable of giving you a turnover possibility or two, right? Like he's not, he's obviously amazing. He's not perfect though. Um, so when you look at everything in totality, it's like, well, okay, Patrick might give us one, maybe two chances in the game. It's very rare like what happened two weeks ago against the Broncos where he had three interceptions. So if you look at his stats, he has 11 interceptions on the year. They've played in 14 games. So he only, he only going to give you one or two chances. It's just a matter of like, what do you do with those passes? Are they catchable? Is it a tip pass? You know, something of that uh, nature. So that leads me to think that like, they have a real issue with ball security, right? Now, some of that is because, they are using a young guy like rookie Isaiah Pacheco as a running back. So he fumbled last week. He fumbled against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, So he not, he doesn't have fumble-itis just yet, but it's, it's on tape. You can, he runs so hard that you might be able to punch the ball out. um, If you do it successfully, you know, trying to tackle him. Juju fumbled last week. Okay. What happened when they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, Travis Kelsey was literally dragging two dudes, and then the third one ripped the ball out, and that was the only turnover of the game. So, you know, when the margins get a little bit tighter, it's like, well, why did they lose to the Bengals? It's like, well, because Travis is near midfield. If he doesn't fumble, they probably getting a field goal out of that drive. They might get a touchdown. Instead, you get no points and the Bengals come right back and score their own touchdown. So that's to your point about the EPA situation. Um, you know, they've had fumbles with some of their tight ends, like, you know, Jody Fortson has fumbled at times. Um, it's a real issue where it's like, hey, Jared McKinnon, nine-year veteran. Like, we can trust him in the fourth quarter. He fumbles against the Los Angeles Chargers. Makes that game more difficult than it needs to be. And, you know, fortunately for the Chiefs, on the very next drive, Patrick Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey, who runs into the end zone, and they win the game. So they got a fumble issue, and it's not just one guy. So what I would tell Seahawks fans, I'm sure what they have talked about in their like meetings and their defensive film study is that you can punch the ball out or you can rip the ball out. Um, they want to gain additional yards just because um, they're obviously talented. They they like yards after the catch. Like This isn't an offense where like you run to a spot, I throw you the ball, get down um 
they like making explosive plays. That kind of is to Gino's point about like there's freedom with everybody. So if Mahomes scrambles and he finds you open and you think you can break that guy's tackle and get five more yards, um, they would they would rather you do that versus just going down. Uh, so they're always looking for the explosive play, but when you do that, you do give up chances to like fumble the football or have two or three guys around you instead of just one bringing you down. So if they if the Seahawks want to win on Saturday, it's like can you get that one to two fumbles, and then can you recover them, and then can you do something with it? Um, you know that's what's happened with the Bills game. Uh, they had multiple turnovers against the Colts. As to why they lost that game. And the reason they lost, one of the reasons they lost to the Bengals is because Travis Kelsey fumbled in the middle of the field in the fourth quarter when it was a tight game. Well, in that regard, fumbling the football, Kobe Bryant is the ringleader. He's forced four fumbles this season. Mm-hmm. And Tariq Bowen, I think, has recovered, I think, two of them, if not three. Correct. I would, I would expect Kobe, if there is going to be a fumble, he will be around the football. So now that you've mentioned it, that'll be something. Yeah. Okay. How can the Seahawks force turnover, especially when these guys love going, trying to get yards after the catch? But I do want to spend things to the defense because I know Mike has to get to his boy, Frank Clark, as this will be a revenge <laughs> game. But before we get to that, they're fourth in sacks with 43, eighth, yes. in, eighth in pressure rate at 23%, and then they're blitzing at 20, 26% of the time. Do you expect that number to blitzing wise? Do you expect that number to go up, especially with how Geno's playing, try to make him get uncomfortable in the pocket, or do you think they'll stay allowing their four man rest to try to make things challenging for Geno? Um, I think it's probably the first option, Chris. Like I, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna blitz Geno. Like oh, okay. it's it's hilarious because they haven't been blitzing lately, which I only think is just like a tendency so that they can break it. Um, <laughs> Steve, Spag- Steve Spagnolo is a defensive coordinator who just wants to blitz. Like, this is like, I love anytime somebody talks to me about the Chiefs defense, they're like, why are they blitzing so much? And it's like, because that's just what he wants to do. <laughs> like, he just wants to get to third down and say, all right, like, you're blitzing, you're blitzing, and you you drop back, you know? And so, like, next third down, all right, you blitzing, you blitzing, two of y'all dropping back. Like, so it's, it's a funny thing because, like, it does – mess with quarterbacks minds you don't know necessarily where the pressure is gonna come from um but part of that is because like hey frank clark's been sort of inconsistent this season you know they have chris jones who's been their best player on defense uh, but he's mostly rushing from the interior so sometimes you're bringing pressure off the edge uh to sort of help him out in the middle so that the protection just isn't hey go double team chris jones every play um i love the fact that like this game is a revenge game for for Frank Clark. We haven't talked to him yet. Well, I'm I'm hoping we get him Friday before the game because he's always a uh, he always provides something uh, that 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 gets you that gets you really thinking and like. Um, but no, I think the defense is okay. It is not good, but it is okay because they get to the quarterback, or at least they try to affect the quarterback. When they don't get there, Chris, that's where it gets real dicey because they got three rookie cornerbacks, like in a similar way that the Seahawks are trying to sort of rebuild or reload their defense. The Chiefs are doing a lot of the same where it's like, hey, we got Trent McDuffie, uh, the rookie quarterback out of Washington. We got Jalen Watson, rookie quarterback out of Washington State. And then we got Joshua Williams, who's a fourth round pick from um, 
UCLA? No, he's uh Fayetteville State. Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's uh, Division Two. So they got three rookie cornerbacks. They're all gonna be on the field at at times on Saturday. But yeah, it's it's um it's something where it's like, hey, they they had six sacks of Russell Wilson two weeks ago. They also gave up the most points the Denver Broncos have scored all season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of a little bit of yin and yang. It's like a little bit of both. It's like, man, they are really good at getting to the quarterback, but do they get there like enough to where it matters to where like you're stopping a team all the time? It's like that's not the case. Yeah, blitz, blitzing is very much a product of where your defensive coordinator falls on what I like to call the fuck it meter. Oh, because uh, that's such a exactly good point. what a blitz is. A blitz is it's like you know what, fuck it. That's what it. That's exactly what it is. The, the Falcons. That's what you, that's, that is what you do on Madden. You're just like you know what. I don't even trust. Like. Eh. Just get after him. <laughs> yeah. The Falcons DC is like that. Dan Pease, I think is his name. Uh, uh, yep. He's, he's like that. Link Martindale, the Giants is like that. I think the Giants might lead the league. In they lead the league, league. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do. yeah. 30% right. blitzing. <laughs> blitzing 30% of the time. Are black. you passing? Because we coming. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's pretty nuts. Like when you really think 30% of the time, you that's just send in the dogs. That, that, come on. That, that, that's pretty crazy. And I, I enjoy the coaches who are like that because it is very boomer bust. The Ravens yes. have been like that in the past, leading the league and cover zero snaps. Cover zero is definitely a fuck it coverage. Like we, <laughs> we either going to get a pick, a fumble, or give up a touchdown. So, yep. Go <laughs> between on this, uh, on, on this cover zero. I, I, I thoroughly uh, enjoy it. I mean, Gino likes it too, but yeah, it definitely it's boomer bust. Yes. Uh, you know what? And I, I enjoy it. I can't, I can't but wait. I, but I think at home, to, to add to that, like, my apologies, home, real quick. My bad. Yeah. They blitz the Giants blitz forty percent of the time. My oh, bad. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I need so, to I need to correct the ship. I said thirty, and you guys are like, oh, that's high. My bad. Forty. Forty. <laughs> hey, again, are y'all passing? <laughs> <laughs> um, like that is so good. Like oh man. The other thing I was gonna say to, to that point though, Mike, is they do like blitzing at home. Because they know it's a loud crowd. They know the crowd sort of gets the guys energized. And then if you have to account for one other, you know, one or two other guys, the quarterback might not hang in the pocket as much in a, in a more hostile environment than maybe at home. So um, I think with them being home, um, they, 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 tend to, they tend to ratchet it up a little bit. That is that's scary, too, because Arrowhead is one of the few stadiums that people do tell me is, is just as loud as Seattle. Yes, uh, yeah. Have not been to confirm nor deny, but uh, it's yeah, it's I I, I can't wait you, for that aspect. You, you might not hear them on Saturday because of these because of these frigid temperatures, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it might not. It's it. I mean, it's not going to be as loud as it normally is in like October or whatever. But yeah, like that's why I loved going to Seattle in 2018 in December. We was just like, yo, this is great. Like Patrick Mahomes on third and whatever, and the 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 the, the crowd is just as loud as it would be in Arrowhead. And like, let's see what he does, you know, um, against the Seahawks defense back then. So, no, that that's fun. But yeah, I just, yeah, man, Spags, like, he ain't gonna change. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, ah, we don't need to blitz because we up ten or whatever. But like, if it's a close game, um, you can expect a, a a blitz in a big moment. The the guy who coordinates the Cardinals defense is like that too. I think. Vince Joseph, yes. yes. Who who, by the way, on opening day. Blitz Patrick Mahomes, like, I don't know how many times, like, I think like 19 times. 
And Mahomes was like, what are you doing? (laughs) He only threw for five touchdowns and no interceptions. So, (laughs) Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have made it very clear with their numbers and their film. Blitzing them is a – that's a death. It's a no-go, dog. Don't don't do it. Cardinals blitz at a 34% rate per drop back. So there's that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. that's a third of the time. That's insane. Uh, all right, let's get to get to our uh, my guy, man. I love Frank Clark so much, man. I was so do I. I was legitimately sad, you know. It just in my heart when they when they when the Chiefs uh, traded for it, man. Frank is just a he's a he's a big. I don't call him a ball of energy because that's how you describe fat guys. But like <laughs> Frank is is just he's just a big lightning rod. He's just a he's energetic a guy. Incredible he personality. He's he's very similar to Marshawn Lynch and Marcus Peters, where it's like mm-hmm. he, a he has no code switch. Um, nope. Like he 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 has an accent kind of um, a little bit. He grew up in L.A. in the Midwest, and right. he, when it, if you're talking to Frank, you can't tell if there was a camera on or not. You nope. just you just gonna get Frank. Uh, man. So I, good. I don't even care about how he's doing on the field, man. How is how is the, the between the fans and the mm-hmm. media and the players embraced Frank in the last however many years he's been there. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it was like this in the locker room. Like everybody loves Frank on the team. Like Frank is one of those and that's weird cuz he's got like 9 years in the league or something like that, but like he's he's a real veteran now. Like so when he like hey, I need to like talk up and say we are not playing as good as I think we should, like he'll be the one to say it. Um, you know, it's uh it's always great talking with him because he's so honest too. I think that's I think that's why we love him. <laughs> it's cuz like right. He does not lie. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't. He doesn't lie, and it's just like he tells the truth. He's honest. Um, he's totally comfortable with being like, uh, "Hey, I, I, I just didn't play well," you know. Like um, he was the he was one of the few guys last year when they lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. They was like they were just they better. They're better than us. Like you, you like. Why would I lie to you? Like, why would I? Why would I lie to you? Like, you need to admit that, like, we got beat today, and like, that's not why. That's why we're not going to the Super Bowl. Um, so I always, uh, I always like appreciate him for that. He's obviously, um, he's played better this season than last season, and so I think some Chiefs fans were like, "Man, he was so good when we first got him." Obviously, their their Super Bowl run, he was he had a sack in each postseason game. Um, you know, obviously, he made you know, the Chiefs made the trade, gave him like you know, one of the largest contracts uh defensive player had at the time. But this past offseason, like he uh restructured his deal. So he's basically on a contract year. Um I'm not sure he's gonna be back on the team next year just because they drafted George Karloftis to kind of replace him. Um they might go trying to add somebody else in free agency. Um but look like he's been to the Pro Bowl a number of times for the Chiefs. He is someone who uh, does not. I mean, he just doesn't. He doesn't care. Like he, like you know, he cares because he doesn't care about everything else. Um, and I appreciate that when he does talk. It's like this is this is one of the this is one of the leaders of the team. So you got to listen to him. He's one of the more accomplished players in the league. If you look up postseason sacks, he's like in the top ten, I believe, of all time. Wow. In postseason sacks. Um, so he's like, obviously, he's a real dude. Um, I think Chiefs fans are upset that he isn't the same player he was in Seattle. But that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and when 
when the game was kind of uh, up for grabs last week against the Houston Texans, Frank made the play of the game. He chased down Davis Mills, forced a fumble. Willie Gay recovered it, and then the Chiefs scored a touchdown in overtime to win the game. Um, he still got, I think, juice left in him. It's just how much and for how long. Um, but, no, he's he's one of the more interesting guys on the team just because um, he really, really knows that he wants to win another Super Bowl. Um, and this, you know, with the Chiefs, this might be his last opportunity. And so he's not really shied away from that either. Yeah, Frank's also just an easy guy to root for. And I love rooting for him during that first Super Bowl run. I think he was one of the guys who, when the guy asked about Derrick Henry, something to the effect we ain't scared of that motherfucker pretty much. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> he got to he got to he got to play us or something something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's it that can sound arrogant if you don't know Frank, but it's just like Frank been through so much from getting kicked out of school to to how him and his mom how he grew up in in uh, Skid Row in LA to, you know, I mean even losing his losing his uh family in a, in the house fire. Right. Um one of the recent off season as well like being homeless. Frank's been through mm-hmm. so much. Tackling Derrick Henry in his perspective is not nothing, that daunting. Nothing, Living nothing. on the street in L.A. is. Tackling another grown man is not. So, like, when you know his context, his yeah. quotes, they sound even more amazing. The legal troubles he's been into, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, like, you get pulled over with what Frank got pulled over with. Tackling mm-hmm. another man does not bother you, you know. Right. Like, but he's just such an easy guy to root for in, in that regard, wherever he goes. Come back, Frank. Come back to see how <laughs> Come on back. Uh, yeah. Open arms, man. So, look, he has – he, he's played in 12 games this season. He has five sacks, which is more than what he had last year. Um, the most sacks he's had in his time in Kansas City was in 2019 when he had eight. Um, mm. You know, so he's he, – oh, this is, this is year eight for him. So, wow. um, so, yeah, man. I mean, like, it's him and Chris Jones. That's the Chiefs defense to me, really, <laughs> in terms of, like – Guys who were a part of the first championship run, guys who have like real years in the league. I guess I guess Chris is in year nine because I think he was drafted the year before Frank. Um, but yeah, in terms of like guys who've done it before, uh, guys who are making you know the most money on the defense, they're supposed to be the leaders. Like it's really him and Chris Jones. Um, so how they play is a lot of times how the Chiefs defense plays because mm. you're just asking the rookies in the back end to do so much. It's like, hey, man, like, just don't get beat on deep balls. Like, hey, just don't – like, the Chiefs don't really get a lot of interceptions, which means we got to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really that really falls on, on, on Chris and Frank. I want to look at the DBs, man, because they're going to have a fun day with this man, DK, who is not afraid of no man – Mm-hmm. He wants smoke with linebackers, linemen. He, he, he <laughs> DK won it all, man. And you look at the secondary. You mentioned they got young guys back there. And if mm-hmm. there's one thing DK would will do, he's going to attack the young guys. He's going to make them work even harder. So with that being said, who's going to be tasked with going up against DK? Is there going to be a thing by committee where everybody's going to rotate? It is what it is. We're not going to have one guy because the Niners they had. Trev- Traverius Ward, Ward. Yeah. yeah, he mm-hmm. followed DK. And I get the Niners are a better defense, obviously, so they might have the luxury of doing that. But I don't think the Chiefs are punks in that regard. So what do you? what's the game plan there with DK Are you that you think mm. we'll, we'll see on Saturday, Christmas Eve? Yeah, I think they're going to rotate. I, I don't like – Spagnolo is not someone that's like, hey, you're our best corner. That's their best receiver. Like, 
make your money. Um, <laughs> he's going to mostly you just say like, hey, um, this is our assignment. You know, we sometimes we play zone, sometimes we play man. If we play man, you know, uh, can you at least jam them at the line of scrimmage, which <laughs> doesn't sound fun when DK Metcalf is across the line from you, but like that's your responsibility. Um, I think they're going to play a decent amount of zone um, just to try to keep everything in front of, of them. That seems to be like something you would tell a lot of young DBs. Just don't like, just don't get beat behind you, man. Like just don't let somebody run right past you. Um, and so now it comes up to like, hey, can you play zone? Can you rally and tackle? Their best cornerback is Legarius Sneed. So here's what I'm gonna tell the Seahawks what not to do. Um, <laughs> don't put DK Metcalf on Legarius Sneed. <laughs> like, just don't do that. Um, Legarius has a few interceptions this season. He's their best playmaker on the back end, in my opinion. Um, so most of the time when they're in nickel. LeJarius Need is the nickel cornerback because what Spagnuolo wants you to do is throw to the outside. He thinks the hardest throws to make in the NFL are obviously nine balls to the perimeter. That's fair. You know? So if you know that, then put DK Metcalf on the outside and say 50-50 jump balls. <laughs> like have, have at him. You know, there's this guy named Jamar Chase. He did that to the Chiefs all the time uh, in the last couple of games. So um, Trent McDuffie's going to be on the outside. So is Joshua Williams. That's their two normal corners on the perimeter. Legereus Sneed is in the middle working with, like, you know, Justin Reed, the safety at the nickel position. So sometimes they do, like, hey, sometimes Legereus Sneed is on the tight end if the tight end's out wide. Sometimes um, he can blitz because, you know, Spagnuolo loves blitzing DBs. Um, but for the, for the 49ers to have Traverius Ward, who used to play on the Chiefs, be like, take away DK Metcalf. I think that probably infuriates Chiefs fans. We're <laughs> like, why didn't we do that like last year? Um, but that's not Steve Spagnuolo. And again, he's not really going to change. He's been doing this for far too long. So I'm interested when DK Metcalf is going up against Trent McDuffie, who I believe is their shortest cornerback. I think he's like listed at like 5'10". Mm. Um, and yeah, the one concern I have about Trent McDuffie is Hey, man, you got good hips. You got good feet. He tracks the ball really well. Um, he's sticky in man coverage. But if the quarterback throws it up, you may not be able to out-jump DK Metcalf. To be fair to that point, I'll tell you this right now. I can count on my hand how many times Geno has just thrown it up to DK. It ain't much. If anything, mm. it'll be it'll be DK jumping up, trying to body catch it, which is fair. He's 6'4", so it's not yeah. like – it's not like Trent has a chance there, but it's very rare that DK will go up and high point it. That's just not mm. – we haven't seen it consistently enough, and Mike can attest to that. He might do it in warm-ups, but when it comes to <laughs> – To the no, actual real, games. When it comes yeah, to yeah. the games, he's not going up and high pointing hmm. and making like, damn, DK just snagged that. Yeah, like, just monster that dude. Yeah, yeah you, won't, you won't see that much. So if he does that, oh, my goodness, DK might have found, found out, you know what, I can use this more often. I mean, hell, even his tippy-toe catch – was it two weeks ago on the sideline? Mm-hmm. He like body catches it. And I'm like, bro, if you go over two and snag that, you might have scored. But you're trying to mm-hmm. yeah, DK, that's not his that's not that's not his strength. That's something I think he can still work on is high pointing mm-hmm. passes. I think Mike, you compared it to AJ Brown, how he just high points everything. Oh yeah, AJ oh, go and get so that job. Yeah, yes. that's what oh. Mike was saying. Like if 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 DK does that, then DK would be a problem. But until mm-hmm. he does that, 
we're not going to, you won't see him, Geno throwing high point pass. I think he did it against the Jags. What was that? Two seasons ago with Shaquille Griffin. Last that year, was, yeah. yeah, that was a play. So it's not, it doesn't happen often to be honest. Yo, was I just realized this was Traverius Ward who was basically barbecue chicken in that 2018 game for the Chiefs? Yeah, man. 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was him. That's the that same. Was, that was his first career start, Mike. Ah, they ah. threw him out there to the dogs ah. that were DK and, and Tyler Lockett in his prime. No, it was it was that, it was that nasty. Game he got cooked by Doug Baldwin a lot. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And I was, I, I was, Nasty, I did not bro. know that was just, wow, he's gotten better. He's, got, he's like, he's gotten so much better. Like the Chiefs were like, wow, we really developed him. How much money is he going to make in free agency? They look coming like 14 million a year. It's like, yeah, we, can, we can do better. Yeah, we got to draft somebody. Yeah. So he's, he's making like real money. And uh, Javarius Ward was an undrafted rookie out of middle tennessee i believe yep, middle um, tennessee state wow so like he he man he grew so much he got really good in 2019 it's one of the reasons why they won the super bowl it's like he was like kind of close he was very close to being a lockdown corner on the outside um and yeah and yeah and now he's making like legitimate like top end money with the with the 49ers i did not put that together that that was there's so many yeah league it feels like oh my god right true wow. yeah Mm-hmm. Good for him because that he he was food in that game that 2018 game. <laughs> Russ, that Russ said one on one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that no that 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 makes sense. Oh, that does. You know, Emmanuel mostly had was, a kind of a, a, two guys have had career arcs like that uh, that I've noticed against the Seahawks. Jamel Dean of the Bucks uh, in 2019 was absolute food uh, in his rookie year against the Seahawks, and now he's like very 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 good. Emmanuel <laughs> Mosley is the same way for the Niners. I know he's hurt now, but. He was he barbecue chicken against the Seahawks. Yeah. DK put 140 on just him uh, <laughs> well, a couple years ago. Now Emmanuel straps up. It's yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah. fascinating. Just I, how I said earlier that Pete bring good coaches bring out the best in Pete. Mm-hmm. I do think DK has brought out that in some of these guys. Uh, getting getting cooked by him that led to some very rough film sessions. That yep. have, you, you got to get better. Yeah. yeah, that shows who you are when coaches like, hey man. You play like that, your ass gonna be at the league, and then you get better. Good, good for mm-hmm. you. I did not know that was him. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that because we had to talk to him in the locker room. We were like, "How so? Your first start <laughs> in the NFL? Yikes! <laughs> like, how you doing, man? Uh, you know." And he got better. That's just yeah. that's crazy. Good, what a good. story. Shout out to him. Also, shout out to Jalen Watson uh, uh, for the Chiefs as well. Go Cougs. Chris yep. and I are both yep. Washington State grads. Very happy to see see Jalen uh, have that pick six, whatever game that was. Yeah, against the Chargers. That's right. I, I tweeted Thanks. that out fast. I was like, y'all know where Jalen went to school? Y'all know? Okay. Yep. Just making, yep. sure, making, sure, making sure y'all know. Uh, just throwing that out there. Uh, we got anything else, Chris? We're going to get Nate out of here. Man, Nate, that was great, man. We thank you for all the info. That was a dope pod. We appreciate you taking the time to rock with us. Do you have yeah. anything you want to promote? Stories coming up, or maybe your own podcast? What you got? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm I'm happy to 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 do it with y'all. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. Now, every time, like now, I'm looking forward to the game. Even though, again, me and Mike gonna be out here in single digit weather. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm gonna be at home with hot cocoa with the game. <laughs> yeah, on man, the- get it all. <laughs> yeah, get it all, man, get it all. Like, so I am looking forward to the game. Like I said, it was it's like the last good game on they on the chief schedule but no like you know um if seahawk fans want to listen to uh, my ramblings more um we have our 
our show on the athletic uh called times ours which is awfully obviously a play on andy reed's time times just like the time times yours ask ask me any questions you want guys <laughs> all all i do is win divisional championships for <laughs> seven straight years i'm a hall of fame coach what <laughs> criticize me um <laughs> So no, that's with my my good friends uh, Seth Kaiser, who's our film guy, and then Joshua Briscoe, who does the post game show here on local uh, Kansas City radio. But yeah, man, it's it's been great. It's been fun to work at the Athletic all this time. Um, and yeah, I just I I've I've just enjoyed the hell out of it. I I was so kind of upset because uh, you went to Munich, right, Mike? I did. I did go to Germany. Yeah, you went to Munich. Um, by the way, incredible trip based on Mike's uh, Instagram. And great time, great time, great times. And I was just so upset. I was so upset when they lost to the Buccaneers. I thought, I thought, like, man, they're gonna win this game, they're gonna go to the playoffs. And now it's now it's in question. So I've enjoyed watching the Seahawks this year, they've been a great team. I know Chiefs fans were thrilled with uh, Gino's performance on opening night because uh, <laughs> they, they beat the Denver Broncos, and Denver Broncos ain't been the same since. <laughs> Facts, no, no, they have no, they have not. Uh, and there's some. There's always this weird tie, not weird tie, but some fun ties for the Seahawks to the to the Chiefs. The mm-hmm. Chiefs really wanted to draft Tyler Lockett, yep. um, who's whose uncle, oh no, his whose father uh, played for the played for the franchise. You know, they yep. uh, uh, Tyler's family went to Kansas. Uh, all of them went to Kansas State. Yep. Uh, yeah, the, so there's there's some history there. It sucks, like you mentioned, Tyler's not going to play uh, yeah. in that game. But yeah, man, it should be fun. I can't wait. Can't wait to get out there. See Mahomes. I love watching Mahomes, man. I'm a I'm a big nerd. Guy, <laughs> so watching the the best of the, like guys, you guys can see. I was hyped for over a 50 yard incompletion. From incompletion, yeah. yeah. And on the and on the replay, we're like, but how did he? How did he? How did he drop that? How did he drop that? <laughs> oh man, special special talent. Nate, thank you so much, man. Thank you for joining us. That, ladies and gentlemen, that's Nate Taylor, man. Does a great job covering the Chiefs. Uh, for uh, for the athletic does great work appreciate you brother i'm mike that's chris this is the seahawks man-to-man podcast we will catch you guys after the game uh, appreciate the love and support spotify apple the athletic youtube all of it catch you guys next time